Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Happy Turkey Day Eve, everyone. Welcome back to the Fighting Chance Fantasy Show. Wednesday at 10 o'clock, there's no place I'd rather be, and I don't think there's any place you'd rather be either. And I know right now that there's no place else that my co-host would like to be. So let's bring him in right now. The man, the myth, not the legend, Steve Rappin. Steve! What's going on yeah, tonight, dude? Happy... Not a whole lot. Just uh, just visiting with some family, hiding out in the in the back room, getting kind of an hour reprieve. You know, today is the biggest bar night of the year. I think after the show, I might have to take a ride and get the hell out of here. I think Go you for should. a drink. Well, that's why I said I agree. there's no place I knew. There's no place you'd rather be here than here with the show. I know you have a couple family members spending a couple days with you, so whew, I fear for you there, sir couple straight days of, of cleaning and prepping for the big day tomorrow, then tomorrow, um, nonstop action, about 20 people at our house, so I, I think I'm going to be ready for a, a nap on Friday. <laughs> You're ready for a nap I, every what day. The hell? I'm always ready for a nap. <laughs> uh, that I am, my friend. So uh, I know you've been in, uh, involved in a lot of the get ready for tomorrow, but do you actually do the, uh, the, clean, uh, the cooking at all tomorrow or no? Um, no, and yes. I mean, what? my wife and I both kind of do the turkey. Um, it's kind of a team effort. I do all the carving and, and so on, and, and I'm usually the one checking the temperature as far wow. as prepping it. Wow. She does it. I'm the one that pulls it out, carves it up, <laughs> and does a show. I'm like a, a, a what is it? A, a, the, the people that flip the knives around. Like a samurai, but not yeah. that. You're just and, like a samurai. Uh, I'll probably cut off a finger tomorrow. So White pasty samurai. Might, might be nine-fingered Steve doing the show. Mm, that might be an improvement. How about yourself? What are your plans for tomorrow? I haven't talked to you about it. Nothing, honestly. This is uh, we you know we have a few family members coming tomorrow, but not a huge group. I think there's seven of us total. And you know, given last week we talked about you know getting sliced and diced myself uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm not exactly still at, at track ready, so I haven't had to do much of the cleaning or anything, and this is kind of like Alicia's holiday, this is her favorite, uh, favorite meal of the year, and she has carried on, uh, cooking from her mom, and I'm not even really involved at all, so I just really have to sit and eat tomorrow, so it's gonna be, should be a pretty decent day, and watch now football. I have to ask you a question, when it comes to when it comes time to carving the turkey, are we going to find you, like, curled up in the corner somewhere with your knees up to your chest and just crying uncontrollably, uncontrollably like the, the Michael Jordan crying meme, um, having flashbacks to last week? I'm the man. No, no, I was unconscious last week. I have no idea what happened. Um, the scars, okay. I'm just going to, to say that was something unfortunate that didn't really happen, and I've actually been trying to block that out of my mind, but I appreciate you bringing it back up. Hey, that's the least a friend could do. But enough talking about carving turkeys and body parts. We are here for fantasy football. It's week 12, uh, really two weeks left in most leagues, uh, 
regular season unless you're stupid and play week 15 and go all the way to 17. But I, I don't think any of our listeners are stupid, so I'm, I'm assuming we mostly have two weeks left. If anyone wants to call into the show, if you have a question, uh, you can call in 845-481-1661. Always follow us on Twitter at FantasyGeek37 for Steve, Fighting Chance for me. And I know we have the chat room open. I believe if you go off of uh, off of our show page, right, you can get to the chat room. I've never been on Cor- our show page, so I don't really Correct. Know. Correct. You go to our, our link, and it'll take you right to the Fighting Chance Fantasy Show. You mm-hmm. might have to click on the link for Week 12 since that just popped up since we started the show. And then the chat room is open. And I've, I'm st- I feel like I'm starting to develop a cough, so hopefully that doesn't come out. Uh, not only for the show, but that's a terrible thing to have happened given what's happened to me. So I'm hoping that this is going to go away. We are going to have our good friend Pamela Michelle. She's going to join us in about 15 minutes. She's at Sporty Diva on Twitter. She was on the show. Mm, I have no idea how long ago. I'm going to be honest. Uh, it was a while ago, but she's going to join us again. We actually have a phone call right now. Great. How weird is that? I think it's someone from the 410 area code. Are you there? Yeah. Who's this? What do you think this is? Oh, you're calling now? I thought you were going to call in a little bit. <laughs> if you want me to call back, I will. No, might as well. Let's get Pam's to it. Pam's an overachiever. No, not at all. Let's let's have Pam now. I love the excitement about the show here. Great. <laughs> this, as we said just a second ago, is Pam and Michelle. Follow her on Twitter at Sporty Diva. Pam, are you, uh, I know you're a little laid up, so I'm sure you're not really ready for the uh, Thanksgiving holiday, but to, to in a, on a lighter note, of, of, <laughs> of all the things that might be on the table tomorrow, what would be your favorite Thanksgiving food to eat? Um, none of it. What? My mom, <laughs> none of it. I don't really like turkey. I only really like when my dad makes the stuffing because I'll only eat his. Um, so I guess the stuffing would be it if my dad makes it. That's mine um, too. Yeah, and because I don't really care for mashed potatoes. I don't like the consistency. My mom usually makes me, like, my own separate thing. <laughs> I have to agree with the stuffing. My wife makes this ridiculously good stuffing. I try to take it off everyone's plates. So, and t- or tell them it's disgusting that they don't want to eat it. So uh, that gets more for me for the leftovers because it is amazing. See, see, there you go. It's perfect. My dad usually makes a small little dish specifically for me because that way I know it hasn't been stuffed in the turkey and then taken out. Oh, that's the best part. Anything. No, it's not. you got to get all the turkey juice in there with the sausage and the stuffing and the, all the... Oh. Yeah, see, God, no, I, that's gross to me. I, I, I'm not a gravy person. We have to we have to talk about something else. I'm gonna make her cook it right now at ten o'clock the night before. Well, I just first I read it. Uh, I have to say two things. First of all, I, I think I read an article that you're not supposed to put the stuffing in the turkey in turkey anymore. I, I don't care what the article been, says. That's the article is wrong. <laughs> I did see I something that. about that as well. So, so you're not wrong on that. Well, thank you for backing me up. And second of all, tell your wife to make more stuffing. If you're reduced to eating it off people's plates, just have her make some more. And only so God. much goes in the bird, dude. Oh. <laughs> just stuff it and get a bigger bird. Get a bigger bird. We have to turn around and teach you how to, you know, 
take these little bits where it's like, all right, fine. You know, I'm going to make you your own separate freaking dish of stuffing, and then you can have it all to yourself. That's fantastic. Sort of like the same thing with Macaulay Culkin and his $9 and his white cheese pizza. <laughs> Yeah. Home Alone, where he's just like, I just want a cheese pizza, a lovely cheese pizza just for me. That's all that you have to do is, like, take this little fit, and then you'll get this whole big tin of stuffing just for you. I hope she's listening, but I know she's not, because I know where she is right now, so <laughs> quite sure she's not listening, and I don't think she can hear from where I'm sitting. So uh, I guess I'm just going to have to do my best to, you know, like, tell people to look the other way and then take it off the plate. It's the best I can do. Are you that kind of table that, like, sees the stuffing left over and the person saving it for the last because that's what they want to eat the last thing and you look at them and you're like are you going to eat that I'll, I'll, are you that guy i usually go with the kids because they're the easiest ones to fool so okay, you, there you, go. you can just take it off their plate it's like trust me can you picture this all the time it's like he's taking the stuffing off the plate trust me you're not going to eat that that's right Steve is stuffing your favorite too. As long as you're not playing, as long as you're not playing the part of George Costanza and eating it off the top of the garbage, I can accept you doing off a plate, but just don't be George Costanza. I thought that was an, I thought that was an eclair. Anyway, it wasn't eclair, okay. but it's same concept. I can see you doing that. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Uh, Pam, let's get to some football talk. We got a few questions for you. How are you doing in your leagues? I noticed on Twitter you love to talk a lot of smack about your leagues. What's the deal with that? Thank you. It's always at like 7.30 in the morning, too. It's like the first, when I look at Twitter when I wake up in the morning, it's always you talking a lot of trash. <laughs> I really am. I just it's your time fine. to talk some trash? Pam, it's your... What was that? I was going to say it's your time to talk some trash. I have to. I mean, I, I really... You know, the thing is, for one, I do like to talk trash. I think it makes it fun. I think it gives it a little bit of a better competitive edge. And two, you guys have no idea how these boys in my Vegas league are. And that's the league I talk the most trash about. I mean, when Steve and I played against each other, we really didn't talk a whole lot of trash. He ended up beating me, but, you know, we're going to see each other again at some point. So that, that will be okay. But I really find that I talk the most trash to the people who give me the hardest time. And I mean that as to the fact when I was drafting my team for the Vegas League, I was given a lot of crap and second-guessing a lot of the things that I did. And all of a sudden, I'm beating these guys by 95-plus points. So I feel like it's warranted for me to talk trash because they talked so much trash to me about the way I drafted my team. And we're not playing with bosses. We're playing with total points. So that's why I say uh, okay. I'm beating them by 95 points because we're not playing with losses. So, you know, it kind of, I'm kind of a little bit hurt myself this week, but my team is a little hurt, but I think I'll be okay. Speaking of your social media, I've also noticed there's been a, a little streak of purple in your hair. Have you, are you channeling your inner, inner millennial or what's going on with that? put the purple in my hair because what a lot of people don't know is that November is um, National Pancreatic Cancer Month and I do a lot of things as far as cancer charities. A good friend of mine, his mom, has been battling pancreatic cancer for nine months nice. and yeah that's, yeah that's a tough one. Yeah she's been fighting bravely and so I wanted to do something to raise awareness because 
today i wish i had known that i feel like kind of a tool for picking on you about the millennial thing but uh good luck to your your friend's mom cancer is pretty much the worst possible thing that anyone can can think of it just hits everyone men women children elderly it's it really is the worst hopefully someday we find a cure for this awful disease and so it's a a good thing you're doing there and and i'm glad i asked now but let's let's do the transition to fantasy football after that uh team that probably had the worst week last week because not only did they lose but they had two guys go down to injury um the the bengals uh they lost aj green they lost giovanni bernard uh green i don't he's not definitely out for the year but he is um they don't want to scare fantasy owners that's what i think it is I'm, i'm here to tell you he's not playing anymore this season if he is it's it's gonna be the very very end so they've got two guys there, uh, Brandon LaFell, who started out really well, it's kind of tailed off the last few weeks, and rookie Tyler Boyd, who's actually going in the other direction, uh, has been looking a little bit better the last couple of weeks. If you had to own one of them uh, over the last few weeks here of the fantasy season, which guy are you after? I've been a big advocate for Tyler Boyd at the beginning of the season. I felt that he was going to be used very well in the Cincinnati game plan. It didn't work out quite as I thought, but I think with the injury to A.J. Green, I think they're going to be going to Boyd a whole lot more than they had done. Steve, are you with us? I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, I thought, I kind of figured, I kind of figured you were going to pick up after she finished. (laughs) 
no, are I'm you, sorry. Did I you go to the bar early, sir? <laughs> sorry, I'm in the process of having issues with my headphones, so I replaced the battery, and it's been kind of going in and out, so I apologize That's for okay. that. So, um, I've been talking you know, a lot, talking so about... I, was, I was trying to give you an opportunity. <laughs> anyway, oh, that's all right. I'm just in my own little world here. I'm going to do my own show inside my own head here, guys. So, but, but anyways, you know, AJ Green might be out, but word came around this week that Sammy Watkins may be back. And, you know, I love coach speak where, well, I shouldn't say coach speak, player speak. First of all, Sammy Watkins after practice today declared himself 100% and then followed that back up by saying that if a game were tomorrow, he wouldn't be able to play. So I don't know what kind of player plays that 100% or, or says they're 100% won't play. But anyways, Sammy Watkins. even if he does play this week, think he's viable to throw in your lineup this week? Or what do you see from his future for the rest of the season? Sammy Watkins, I own, unfortunately, in two leagues. So it's easy for me to say, yeah, I'm putting him in my lineup because actually one of the leagues I really kind of need him to be in my lineup. Unfortunately, it was drafted like that. But I find it very curious to say, hey, I'm 100%, but if the game was tomorrow, I'm not playing. I mean, that's just the most idiotic statement. If you're 100%, there's no reason why you wouldn't play if the game was tomorrow. So I... If he was able to go this week, I wouldn't be putting him in my lineup just on that alone. I would see how I would feel about next week, maybe look at what the matchup's going to be, and then say, all right, well, the problem with Watkins is he hasn't played nearly all season, and he's a hard player to trust as far as health-wise. So when he gets out there, I don't know exactly how comfortable he's going to feel. I don't know how deep the game plan is going to be for him. He could shut everybody up, go out there, and you know, just go off and then have people be like, Jesus, that's where Sammy Watkins is. But I feel like he's not really going to contribute as much as people think he's going to. He's been fragile his whole career, like you said, and that's the biggest problem I have with him. Take a guy who's been fragile his whole career, throw in the fact that he hasn't played in 11 weeks, throw in the fact that this is the last two weeks of the regular season, and most of us need to win one or both of the last two weeks to make the playoffs, and it makes it a very difficult person for me to trust. I don't care if he plays this week. There's no way I would put him in. Uh, I would love for him to play this week to give a week under the belt to see what he looks like to see about next week, but... I have a hard time. I do, I do have him in one league. I've had him stashed all year long. Uh, and like you, in that league, it would be really nice to have a guy like him come back to plug him in. But if next week is his first week back, I don't think I'm trusting him then either. I'm kind of anti-Sammy Watkins, uh, and I'm hoping for one league, since it's for money, that he proves me wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he's a hard player to trust, but it's almost risk-reward type of thing. If you feel like he's somebody that you're inserting in your lineup because you don't care if he just gets you a couple points and you're okay with that because you're stronger on your roster someplace else just to see how he performs, then that's okay. But if you're counting on him to net you a lot of points, I just feel like you're going to be really disappointed. Now, I know you're a big Giants fan, and uh, they pulled out, what, five in a row here. They're making a run. They're trying to win the division. The Cowboys refuse to lose. 
But uh, the biggest surprise over the last couple weeks is all of a sudden they're able to run the ball. I don't know where this is coming from. Uh, for 10 weeks, they couldn't run the ball. All of a sudden, the last two weeks, Rashad Jennings looks like he, uh, he uh, turned back the clock 10 years. Now, they've got Cleveland this week, so you got to figure they're probably going to be able to run the ball against Cleveland. But after that, uh, do you think that they've turned the corner and now they can run the ball, or do you think that Jennings is just kind of teasing you for a couple weeks? I think he's had the benefit of some decent matchups, and especially he's, people are going to be really fooled this week because they, he does have a favorable matchup going against the Browns. The Browns are the number two, de- the number two defense who are given up the most points to running backs this year, so that's a great matchup for him. And you know, unfortunately for a lot of people, there is no more trades in your leagues anymore, so it's not even like say, okay, I'm going to sell high on this guy. I think that going forward, the Giants really have never, they haven't had a running game all season. And for it to all of a sudden pop up out of nowhere, it's kind of crazy. And I just don't know how how you can trust Rashad Jennings. I think the way I would play him if possible after this week is I think he has RB2 value, if not definitely high flex value. We're getting out a lot of trust issues and food issues. This is kind of like a a therapist couch this week. It it really is. It really is. It's because you're giving me players that are just like, all right, well, I'm going to fill this in for this guy. I'm going to fill this in for this guy. And it's just like, you know what? When you need to put these guys, this isn't week two, week three. It's like you really have to make sure that you're putting the best lineup out there. And it can be a little bit difficult. I mean, how can you not have issues with Sammy Watkins? How can you not question a Giants running game that hasn't been apparent all season? I think you might have just birthed a new segment called Trust Issues, where we're going to talk about guys who we may or may not have trust issues with going forward. I don't know what you think about that, Steve. Steve? I, I like it. Steve, and, and quite honestly, what are you doing? Season. What do you see for their futures the rest of the year? 
Todd Gurley is somebody that a lot of people drafted really high had high hopes for, and his season has been very, very disappointing. I think having Jared Goff there it actually may be a little bit more beneficial for the running game only because what they're just asking him to do is not go out there and stink up the joint. That's sort of, at this point, what I think his mission is going to be. And what better way to do that than try to really initiate running game? I think that it's not going to be great right now for Kayvon Austin or Kenny Britt just because the passing game might dwindle a little bit. But I think that this could pick up for Todd Garley in the running game because it's the easiest way to really lessen your turnovers. Sorry about that sneeze in the middle there. Well, and the funny part is, thank you. Well, no problem. The funny part is that's what, exactly what I tell Ryan before every show: don't go out there and stink up the place. So it's funny that that you gave the same advice. You know, I try to get that done. That I, I do to Ryan. I try to get that done before the show starts. <laughs> All right. So we had one other question planned, but I did get one. As someone who can't get in the chat room sent me a question, so I'm going to bring it on the air. Uh, we have a Frank Gore tomorrow night against Pittsburgh. Minus Andrew Luck or Latavius Murray, the Raiders, playing the Panthers. Uh, I know this is kind of on the spot, but either one of you, I'll give you my thoughts while you two try to formulate your own thoughts. Uh, my biggest concern for Gore is that Luck is not going to be playing tomorrow night, so there's no reason for the uh, Pittsburgh defense to do, think they're going to do anything but run, which makes me nervous about Gore. But at the same time, I have to figure he's going to be the focal point of the offense. Uh, Murray, to me, you want to talk about trust issues. I have trust issues with Latavius Murray. Um, so, hesitantly, I'm leading Gore. So, whoever wants to take over after that, go right ahead. Latavius Murray was supposed to have a really great game last week, and it's just he didn't perform the way he was supposed to, and that was the week that he should have been showcased as far as having a great running game. It didn't happen. I think that with Latavius Murray, it's a lot more of a high-end expectation that he hasn't been able to deliver on. Unfortunately for Frank Gore, like you said, there's no Andrew Luck because of concussion. And they know that if Andrew Luck was there, it's going to open up the running game a lot more. So it's a little bit tougher for Gore to be pulled out of that situation. But this is Frank Gore. And... He's not some rookie. He knows exactly what's expected of him and what he has to do. And I think that he's the one that you could pull it off with. And I agree. I have Gore. Neither of them I have up in the top. I actually have um, Gore and Latavius Murray within two spots of each other. But one thing that, that I like about Gore is he's a relatively safe option. He doesn't have the high ceiling of, say, Latavius Murray. But Murray plays um, Carolina, who gives up the second fewest rush yards per week. So he's got a tough matchup. He's still getting, yeah. you know, Jalen Richard is still catching some balls. He got Olawale uh, is involved in the offense. So if he doesn't get that long down, I think Gore is a safer play. Murray might have the higher upside, but I'm kind of hesitant to think that he will going against that tough Carolina. You know, Carolina gives up some pass. Defense has been very solid. All right, our yeah. last – yeah, we're, uh, the last yeah. – we're, we're going to give you one more. It was a bonus question. Um, okay. One of my – 
I'm not going to say my favorite fantasy players, but I do, unlike I hate Doug Martin's nickname of Muscle Hamster, I appreciate Fat Rob Kelly uh, taking over in Washington. Uh, he's been great the last three weeks, 87 yards, 97 yards, 137 yards, buried me in a, a matchup last week, uh, which dealt me a very harmful loss. Uh, this week he's got the Cowboys, kind of a tough matchup, but what do you see? Do you see Kelly the real deal for the rest of the year? I do see Kelly as the real deal for the rest of the year. The Cowboys actually have given up 100 yards to running back per, at one point, and I think he is going to do well. The only thing that I see wrong with Kelly's game is he is not able to catch out of the backfield. I think that he's very one-dimensional as far as what his running game is, but he's also a big guy, hard to take down. So that works in his favor. I think I'm going to go with Fat Ryan Hallam as my uh, next Twitter handle. I think it, we'll just go that way. What do you think? <laughs> it just sets the expectations low, you know? I, I like it. I like it. Fat Rob, Fat Ryan, I love it. And then they, <laughs> well, if he keeps eating the stuffing off the little kids' plates, then he's really going to earn that name. And wash it down with a big gold glass of wine. This is going to be. Uh, <laughs> I love this. This is this is the best. All right, Pam. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show. Awesome appearance as always. Uh, again, <laughs> find her on Twitter at Sporty Diva. Why don't you give those uh, those websites for that pancreatic cancer one more time? Maybe we can get somebody to head over there. Pamela Michelle, everybody, thank you for taking the time to join us. Another great segment, Steve. Uh, I don't really like the way you're talking about the Fat Ryan Helm. I think you took that, you really ran with that a little more than I'm comfortable you doing. Fat Rob, Fat Ryan, I mean, they do kind of sound, it's nothing personal. I'm bigger than you, so I'm not trying to insult you, but you're the one that brought it up, and, and Pam brought up the stuffing, so... You know, I gotta go with it. We gotta stop talking about stuffing. I'm killing me. <laughs> uh, All right, so let's get to some news. Uh, what I thought we were gonna start the show with. Pam was just so eager to get on the show. Uh, we talked about Andrew Luck just a second ago with Pam. He's definitely not playing tomorrow night. It takes a lot of the buzz out of this game. I was really looking forward to that game between the um, the Steelers and the Colts. I thought it was gonna be a nice high flying offensive affair. Scott Tolzien is going to be quarterbacking for the Colts. Uh, if you never heard of him, I don't think that there's uh, any reason you should have. He hasn't really played. He played like a, a couple snaps last year. Uh, played three games in 2013. He threw for 717 yards, one touchdown, five interceptions. So uh, not going to be overly fantasy friendly. We just talked about his effect on Gore. What about Moncrief and Hilton? Are they Are they sits now? I, I don't think they're sits. Um, I think they're hold in C. Um, this week, you know, at least Tolzien has had a full week to practice. It's not like Luck went in the game. Not a full week. Got, got, well, I, I should say at least he got – they knew all week that he was going right. to be the, the week. I mean, with, with Luck having a concussion, they knew it was going to be him. So it's Especially not like, with the short week, right. It, exactly. So it's not like Luck, um, you know, started the game and he had to take after you know, Pittsburgh's 26th overall in pass defense, so it's it, he's got a good matchup to start. 
here's what I'm going to say when it comes to their offense. I think Frank Gore is a hold. I don't think he's going to see a huge increase in value. Um, may see a little bit more defensive pressure, but I think it's enough that he'll be pretty pretty stable. I would I would downgrade Hilton and Moncrief a little bit, but I still think they're going to be fine. You know, Moncrief sees a lot of his work around the end zone. As long as they can move the ball okay, I think he could still see some looks around there. And Hilton can still get that big play. I, I, I'm not going to just say that they're, they're sits. I think they're downgrades instead of maybe a, a wide receiver one for Hilton. He's a wide receiver two. Um, Moncrief more maybe might fall to the flex. But I, I think unless I have really good options, I'm still plugging him in my lineup. I don't know. It's, it's going to be really tough. I can still see me playing Hilton. Uh, it's going to be tough for me to play Moncrief. It's just I don't know how much – I don't know if I expect Tolzien to throw for more than 150 yards in the game. As a, I'm not really sure there's a, enough stats to go around. I think, you know, some teams have a pretty decent backup quarterback. You know, like Cowboys lose Tony Romo, bring in Dak Prescott. But, you know, that's not mostly the case. And then there's some where it's a huge, it's a really big drop-off. And I think Indy is one of those teams where it's a huge drop-off, which is stupid on their part considering their offensive line and how much Andrew Luck has beat up. Should have invested in some sort of backup quarterback. But... Hilton, I can still see playing. Moncrief, I think I'm going to be putting on the bench. I do have him in one league, and I think he's going to probably be uh, be on my bench this week. LaShawn McCoy uh, had the, the surgery, but <laughs> he's playing on Sunday. Some of these guys are, are, are tough. Uh, he uh, he played, uh, he practiced limited today, expected to play on Sunday. So it looks like those of you who uh, picked up Mike Gillisley in a speculative role, it doesn't look like that's going to play out. Although with uh, McCoy's injury, he could go back out at any time. If you have McCoy, are you playing him, Steve? Yes. It's not like it's a a knee or ankle injury. So as long as he plays in supposedly this injury, it was a dislocation. And and I'm not going to try to – repeat the medical because quite honestly I, I only look catch every other word of it but it's at the end of his finger and they had to have surgery because it's at a spot where they couldn't pop it back into place but supposedly once it's back into place there shouldn't be many problems so i'm expecting you know him to to be able to carry a full load um one thing to keep in mind though is <laughs> Quick giggling. Quick giggling. One thing to keep in mind, Mike Gillisley showed up on the injury report today with a hamstring injury. And so just because if you own uh, LaShawn McCoy, that's a situation to monitor because holding on to Gillisley thinking that he will get the the playing time if McCoy can't play. But it could go to Jonathan Williams. So if you own McCoy, watch Mike Gillisley's health over the rest of the week and be ready to jump on, on Jonathan Williams who will, you know, get the, the carries if neither of uh, McCoy or Gillisley can play. Yeah. I mean, at this point it's, it's pretty, you're in pretty much desperation mode. Like I said, to start the show, it's the last couple of weeks. Uh, so definitely watch the news, watch the practice news over the next few days to see how much McCoy uh, and Gillisley practice to see about Williams. Um, Speaking of practice, Tevin Coleman, everyone's favorite uh, Falcons running back, practiced in full today. It looks like he's going to be back for their game this week. I'm sure Devonta Freeman owners are none too thrilled about that as the Falcons go into the Cardinals, which is not a a great matchup. 
I don't own Coleman in any league, um, but if I did, at this point, you know, everyone's playing this week. There's no buys because of Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'd be putting Coleman in my lineup. Me too. Oh, good. Okay, Steve, I'm glad to hear that you would do that too. Uh, <clears throat> he's a pass-catching machine. He's a very dynamic player anytime he touches the ball he could take it to the house so uh coleman is kind of like a boom bust kind of guy but uh it feels like there's a lot more booms than busts what do you think steve oh we are having some serious troubles with you today sir oh steve all right well i'm gonna carry on because i'm not sure what's going on on your end maybe i should disconnect you and have you call back because you have stopped speaking Steve. All right, so we're going to disconnect Steve because he's having some sort of technical issues. But I'm going to keep talking because that's what I do. I just talk all the time. And So <clears throat> going back to more practice, both Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles did not practice as we lead towards their game this week. Um... It looks like Wendell Smallwood, if both of these guys are out, which is looking more and more likely at the moment, uh, if both these guys are out, Wendell Small would be the guy to go with. But uh, they've got a tough one this week. I believe they're playing the Vikings. Steve, are you there? Come on. I'm not sure what's going on on his end. No, they're not playing the Vikings. That's tomorrow. The, uh, the Eagles are playing, they're playing a tough run defense. The hell the Eagles playing Packers. So, pretty much to me, if you're not in desperation mode, I'm probably not playing Wendell Smallwood. Uh, he came into the game last week, had 13 carries for 48 yards, which is not even four yards a carry. He did have four catches, so if you're in a PPR league, he does have some value there as he's a, a decent pass catcher out of the backfield. But, uh, like I said, with two weeks left in regular season, I'm really not going to pin too much of my hopes on Wendell Smallwood. Uh even though both Matthews and Sproles aren't playing. In a side note for me, I'm playing somebody in my league that has uh, Andrew Luck uh, and both Eagles running backs. <clears throat> Hello? Somebody, somebody from 860. I think that's Steve. Alright, so everything is spiraling out of control tonight. I'm really sorry. We're about 40 minutes into the show, and we have lost Steve completely. Uh, Mark Ingram has uh, practiced in full after his concussion. I'm just not trusting him. The Saints are playing the Rams this week, who are a pretty decent defense. Hightower is taking his share. So uh, Ingram is, is fairly well. He had a great game against the 49ers, but Steve's three-year-old boy could have a great game against the 49ers, so I'm really not uh, all that excited about Mark Ingram this week. Steve, are you with us? Okay. We have completely lost Mr. Rappin this evening. Uh, let's see. What else can I talk to you about? CJ Procise, as we know, for the Seahawks' exciting rookie running back, is out for the year. That uh, Pretty much Thomas Rawls goes in two weeks from out of the uh, – on the injury list and, and missing a bunch of time to now. He's the starter and pretty much he's what they have. So look for uh, Thomas Rawls to have a big role this week. 
for the Seahawks. He had 14 carries for 57 yards uh, this past week, but look for that, uh, that carry total to go up um, as he is going to lead the Seattle backfield. We have a caller. I'm thinking it's Steve trying to get through. Steve, are you there? I don't think it's anything on my side. Your sound is gone, sir. I'm not sure exactly what happened. I know how to answer the call, Christy. Oh, she's calling. Hmm. Maybe it is something on my side. Hello? Hello? There you are. I know, ah, how, to, I know how to answer the phone. I can turn this off. I know how to answer I the have, phone. I had an easy question, and okay. now Steve's back. I need to know how to Steve? beat Steve. Steve's not back. He's not. Oh, he's Oh, really? I don't hear him now. He, oh, he's he's on chat. He says I can't hear everything, or he can't hear anyone. Yeah, that's okay. I'm trying to figure out how to beat you. All right, well, go ahead. Give me this. Repo- Can you hear me now? Oh, there we Can are! Hooray! Oh, there he is. Hey, Steve. He's Let's back. hope it sticks around. I apologize. I can't hear anything. So if I go dead, I'm sorry. That would. So I can hear now, though. Please don't die. That would be that would be okay. a disappointing way to end the show. Are you getting paid for this? No. Okay. <laughs> Unless you want to pay us 80 bucks an hour for a therapy yeah, session. Yeah, we're doing therapy pledge. sessions now, in case you didn't hear earlier. Okay. So. <laughs> How many? I'm sitting here and I'm looking at our lineups and I'm like, <laughs> You're playing against Steve this week? That's, that's the goal. So, Ryan, I'm talking to you. <laughs> okay, go for it. Steve stinks. Don't worry. You can beat him. What is your? What, what can we help you out with? Oh, I can barely hear either of you again. Well, go ahead with your question. I can hear you fine. Steve? Gone. Steve's gone? This sucks. Well, you're in. Yeah, you're fuzzy. Do you guys have the option of, like, totally disconnecting and reconnecting? Yeah, we do, because I'm just broadcasting. I already hung up on him once, though. No, I can barely hear you now either. Well, I can hear you, but you're kind of like crackly, like a crappy radio station. Well, maybe we should just call it a night then. We're 45 minutes well, in, and this is looks, probably, you know, this is probably this is boring anyone who's listening. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's boring. I I disagree. I disagree. I'm looking at his team. Eh. Well, go ahead. What I almost you? gave up. I almost gave up on the Vikings last week. I almost jumped the Vikings for Miami. Which my opponent had because they had done so stinky the last two weeks before, but they came back and kicked butt last week. Yeah, they did. What can I? What can I help you with? Well, I was looking at some of this, and I was looking at um, Wendell Smallwood. Mm-hmm. What do you think of him? You know, I was just talking about just before you called in. Uh, the two Eagles running backs in front of him both didn't practice this week. Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles. He's he's not. Bad. Uh, he had 14 carries last week uh, for 57 yards, so he's he's done fairly well in small doses. But <clears throat> they're playing Green Bay this week, who's a pretty good run defense, and uh, I'm having a hard time trusting him. I don't know that he. Both guys are going to have to miss the game for him to be relevant, and I believe they're playing Monday night, so that means you're going to have to play. Yeah, they're playing Monday night, so that means you're going to have to know. Sunday afternoon that both Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles aren't playing. 
to make Smallwood relevant enough in my book to play. Uh, you have two pretty good running backs. All right, we'll find him. I'm, I'm just really happy that kind of Minnesota got back. Do you think Tom Brady's really, like, hurt to the point where he's not going to be no, I, having any issues? I don't think he's going to have any issues. I think he's going to be just fine. Cool. Yeah, no, I would definitely go ahead. Right. And no, play. and I'll agree with that because I am back now, so I will agree with that. And, and I second what Ryan said. Smallwood is just too big of a risk with the other two, you know, being uncertain on, on Monday night as well. So, and, and one thing I do want to add before I get kicked off again, it's Christy. For all the listeners out there, I play Christy again this week. She's in third place in the in the, in the the one league we're in, and I'm in fourth. And so this is for oh, all the marbles. Playoff spots on the line, bragging rights on the line, and you're going down. You beat me last time. <laughs> I did it. And you I wasn't going to bring it up, but I was waiting for the hippos. Steve, Steve yeah. last year, Steve last year, him and Ryan helped me learn how to figure out what the heck I was doing. Because I had no clue. I used to just, you know, pick the guys I thought were good. Um, and they had, they helped me figure out, you know, how to look at some of the stats and Steve throws on his weather stuff. So we had a good time. I lost really bad one week. And, like, I was inundated with animal, large animal humping that we had the hip humpers. <laughs> the worst was I the pitchfork in the butt. the elephant humpers. Like, you deserve the pitchfork. I'm still reserving that oh. one. I got that. <laughs> oh, we need that one to go if away. Beat, if you beat me a second time. <laughs> but I appreciate all the help from you guys. I am your biggest whole thing, fan. And I'm glad that... Well, thank you, and, and, and we appreciate too. And, and just for everyone out there, that's uh, I appreciate you saying that because that's what we want to do. It's easy for us to to say play A or play A or player A over player B. Easier said than done. Man, I couldn't get that out. But anyways, we want to try to teach people some of the things that we look at and what goes into us making our decisions so that when it comes time, you can make your own decisions. And Christy is kicking tail in, in the league that she's in with us. So, um, you know, hopefully we don't just, you know, give you a fish. Okay. Hopefully we teach you how to fish so you can fish for years. I agree. You know, I do. I appreciate it. I had so much fun last year, you know, kind of figuring it out. And for anybody that doesn't know, I was just kind of online, and I wanted to play really bad, and I didn't even play with them. This, you know, last year I had a group of people to play with me, and I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> I went ahead online, and I started looking, and I found the Fighting Stance Fantasy Sports site. And I see, you know, Steve there, all friendly. I'm trying to read all his stuff, because I just totally messed up my draft. I was, like, at the bottom. I had no idea what I was doing. Didn't really do that. I did good in some areas this year, not the wide receiver. Um, but I'm looking, and Steven's just, like, so friendly. He's outgoing. And I see his Twitter handle there. I yes. made a Twitter account. I made a Twitter account, like, five years ago. <laughs> I never oh, logged what? into well, a real one. <laughs> the other one's a real one. Um, and I had seen, and, and you were just so outgoing. So I was like... All right, let me say hi. I was petrified. I'm like, okay, let me say hi. So I said hi. And you were so friendly. You responded so back. And then, you know, Ryan jumped in. He started goofing around. But you did. You taught me. I mean, it wasn't just like, okay, what did he say I should do? Or what did this guy say I should do? You were telling me what to look at. So I had a clue. I didn't feel so, I don't know. I don't like to be ignorant and uninformed and not be able to figure it out. So it's nice because sometimes even now I pick somebody different than you. 
and they do okay, or, you know, vice versa. And I, I really enjoy having, you know, the opportunity that you guys taught me and had a good time with me. Well, we appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate the kind words. We also appreciate you calling the show. Appreciate you hanging with us in the five-game parlay, which I'm kicking both your butts in. So uh, we uh, we love having you around. We love having the super fan, and uh, I know we can always count on you for feedback and everything. So uh, hopefully we keep you entertained and around for a long time. Well, thanks for the advice. Um, hi, Martha and Jennifer. <laughs> and yeah, have a great Thanksgiving. You too. We'll talk to you again very soon. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. You too, Christy. So... Steve, I, I, I just love Ryan that she said that I'm nice. There is someone out nice there. Nice and outgoing. That I know, I know there is one person out there. Wait till she and everyone else reads my parlay article this week. <laughs> Let's see if, if they still think it's going to be the same. So. <laughs> I got a good laugh out of that. I got to be honest with you. I'll be publishing that hopefully tomorrow. I'm just waiting for Jonesy's picks and, you know, the usual pictures and everything. But uh, definitely check out the site for our game. We uh, Our little article where the four of us pitched five games each week against the spread to see who has bragging rights and all of that so which christy participates with us uh, along with our good friend jonesy the comedian at funny jones on twitter follow him he's really funny so i talked about a couple things while you you were uh messing with your your sound there what do you think of rawls uh, i talked a little bit about rawls he's he's going to be the man 20 25 carries a week do you think uh down the stretch Absolutely. Yeah. This guy is going to be a must start. I mean, he averaged 5.6 yards per carry last year. And so, you know, he's not big in the passing game, but they have no one else out of the backfield to catch balls. So, you know, Tevin Coleman wasn't big in the passing game last year till they gave him the opportunity and he showed this year that he can. So I'm not going to say that he can't be that three down back either. So uh, I think he's going to be, a, you know, in my rankings every week, I don't see him being outside of the running back one in one guy that you might want to roster. If you own him, Alex Collins, the rookie may want to put him in, you know, on your roster. If you have room, if you own Thomas Rawls, just to, to kind of handcuff him, um, he's going to be a stud going forward. Uh, I also talked about uh, Mark Ingram uh, practice today, even with the uh, concussion. I, I just, I'm done. I'm done with Mark Ingram. I don't know about you. Uh, he's, he probably is going to play after the concussion, but he's just so inconsistent at this point. And Hightower has really carved himself a role. So at best, Ingram is 50-50 split. Well, and that's, if you take out the game where Ingram fumbled right away, and Hightower took over. The three games since, Ingram's had 33 carries, Hightower's had 43 carries. Now, Ingram has been the better fantasy producer. He's in PPR leagues. He scored 49 points compared to 43. But the fact of the matter is opportunity is huge in fantasy football. And right now, they're both getting an opportunity. It's it's pretty even. Hightower even with a few extra carries. So it's hard to put him as anything other than really a flex play either of them right now. Ingram's more talented, but Hightower's getting getting quite a bit of work. All right, we talked earlier about the Bengals' uh, injury problems. So we talked about Giovanni Bernard is down for the year, probably some of next year with the torn ACL this late in the year. Uh, I know they have Rex Burkhead on the roster, but he's not fantasy relevant, right? He, he might catch a couple balls out of the backfield, but it's Rex Burkhead. I mean... He's like 5'10", 2'10", dopey, big old white guy. It just doesn't, he doesn't fit the Bengals' offense, and I don't see him being much more than a you know, third and one, plot it into the middle, hope to get the first down. 
I think what's going to happen is we saw when Geo went out over the previous years, Jeremy Hill assumed a huge role, and I think that's going to be the case. I think Burkhead is going to have a role in the offense, and from everything I've seen, I mean, he, I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen a carry of his. He's, he's got 19 career carries, and he's got 19 career receptions. He, supposedly, he's got good hands. Um I think it'll be lucky if he gets maybe 50% of the of the receiving load that Geo had. The rest of it's going to go to Jeremy Hill. So, honestly, I probably wouldn't roster him. Deep, maybe 14 or 16 team leagues. If you did, maybe I'd take a flyer on him. Um, someone to watch, but I don't. I don't have big expectations. I wouldn't take. I wouldn't watch. I'm watching a 20 team league. Uh, just happened to see this real soon. I, it's baseball, but I'm kind of surprised. The Diamondbacks just traded for Taiwan Walker. Uh, I think that's a pretty big move. They try to bolster really? yeah, for uh, Segura and a couple of minor leaguers that I'm not sure who they are off the top of my head. But uh, Taiwan Walker headed to the Diamondbacks. That could be a really nice acquisition as he goes to the American League. I'm sorry, the National League. Whew. Good good baseball trade, which we'll be talking about baseball, don't worry, in a couple months uh, when the NFL season is over. Um, <clears throat> what else do I want to talk about? Oh, Ladarius Green came back last week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. No catches in his debut. Um, do you think that this is it's going to be a lost season for him, or do you think you know kicking off the rust, getting in a few snaps, and you know in in a week or two we're going to see Green be a part of the rotation? You know, before the the last two games, I was optimistic. You know, I'm starting to kind of lose hope a little bit. You know, he's only had a total of six targets over the two games, and that included only two two targets last week. Um, it, it makes me nervous. Everyone through the last couple of years have said how much talent Ladarius Green has. Well, the fact of the matter is Antonio Gates is at the end of his road, at the end of the road, let him go this off season. Now people say, well, they had Hunter Henry. No, they let him go before the draft last season. They didn't re-sign him. I shouldn't say they released him. They didn't re-sign him. Um, but they, they let him go before they drafted Hunter Henry. So that tells me that the Chargers weren't sold on him. And for him to come in after being injured, I'm losing hope with him a little bit. Uh, uh, maybe next year he's someone to keep an eye on. This year, nothing more than a than a desperation tight end stream, in my opinion. I agree. I, I'm not unless he he can come out tomorrow night and and go eight for 108 and a touchdown, and our opinions might be changed. But I mean, unless I see that, I, he I don't plan on playing him this season at all. Uh, a guy that we were very excited about coming into the year. But, you know, the headaches and everything else in the preseason and the other injury just kept him out for too long. And the same thing with Watkins. It's just – it's a long time to not play, to put any faith in somebody as you're going to the fantasy playoffs. So uh, I'm with you on that one. Green uh, is going to be a no-go for me on this one. Uh, exactly. If you're desperate for a, a wide receiver play this week – and this the answer to this may be none, Steve. You can tell me that uh, – Robert Woods didn't practice today. I don't know if he's going to play on Sunday. Buffalo offense, I don't think Watkins is playing. Uh, that pretty much leaves Marquise Goodwin, who's basically a 90-yard touchdown or nothing. Justin Hunter, who's has had a couple touchdowns, a couple of good games. Uh, Walter Powell, they've activated. but it, you got, Do you trust any of these guys in Buffalo, or are you just completely staying away from the whole team? What about, I mean, maybe even Clay. Somebody's going to catch the ball. You know, I'm staying away from the receivers, quite honestly. You know, Goodwin is that big play threat. He looked good against the Jets earlier in the season. 
um, kind of showed us that Revis isn't quite the, the cornerback that it used to be. But the fact of the matter is the guy catches 46% of the balls thrown his way. The rest of the average on the team is 64%. So the guy doesn't have good hands. He's, he's good at the deep routes. Yeah, could he catch a long one? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not counting on it this week. Um, Justin Hunter didn't have a target last week. That's included with Robert Woods banged up. And, and so um, maybe a late flyer on Clay, but I'm staying away from the Buffalo passing unit. Well, I know we had planned on doing this much earlier in the show, but we had a little technical difficulty. So there's a, it's three minutes before 11, so let's wrap it up. It's been a, it's been a little bit of a bumpy ride, shall we say, tonight. I know you wanted And I apologize. To, yeah, whatever that, it happens, sorry. dude. Don't worry about it. Um, you wanted to do your – I know last week you did, uh, you did your little cornerback wide receiver focus segment. And I thought it went pretty well, so I, I wanted to give you another opportunity to go over the cornerback the wide receiver matchups that you like and didn't like. So without further ado, get your nerd on, and let's talk a little bit of uh, receivers slash cornerbacks. Gotcha, and I'll try to keep it quick. First of all, you know, every week it seems like which New Orleans Saints wide receiver is going to be the big one this week? Which one? Well, this week um, I think the best matchup is going to be Mike Thomas against EJ Gaines. The guy uh, – you know, Thomas has shown the season that he can be, you know, a stud out there. They still have Brandon Cooks, who still sees a lot of a lot of catches, and, and Snead is a little bit more inconsistent than the rest of them. But Breeze throws like a, a stud at home. He's so much better at home than he is on the road. I think Mike Thomas is going to be the biggest beneficiary of that. So make sure to get him in your lineup. Another one, that, another guy that's probably already in your lineup, but you should be excited to be playing is Terrell Pryor right now. This week they play the Giants, and Corey Coleman will be matched up most of the time against Janoris Jenkins, who was a stud in, in uh, for the Rams last year. I, I, I got stuck between St. Louis and L.A., and, and he's playing great for the Giants this year. So Terrell Pryor gets matched up with the rookie Eli Apple. I expect a big week from Terrell Pryor um, this week. And finally, kind of my later sleeper, Cole Beasley. He's my uh, my guy. He's going against Washington. Des Bryant is probably going to be shadowed by Josh Norman this week. And the in the weakest link in the Washington defense is Kendall Fuller, the, the slot receiver. So Cole Beasley is one of those guys, maybe in DFS or a guy to throw in your flex if you're desperate this week. So so real quick, does that mean that uh, Des Bryant will garner two or three pass interference calls this week? Because because Norman is. He gets called for pass interference an awful lot. Do you think it's because well, he's an for, ass on the field, or do you think he just he's just a little too physical? I think it's a little bit of both. And, and if you want to see Norman physical, wait till you see him with uh, um, Beckham this week. Because last year, they got into some battles. And, and, and he got under Odell's skin, lost his temper. We'll say that. Cool. I was going to say something else. but um, And he's going to try to do the same thing again. This week. So. No, they're playing. They're playing Dallas tomorrow, Washington. Washington. Yeah, they're playing Dallas. What did I? You said you said they're playing the Giants this week. Oh, Giants oh, are playing. Oh, the... I was thinking Odell. Sorry, I was thinking Norman's going to be on Dez, not on Odell. Sorry. Right, right, right. Sorry, I'm just so okay. I, I have that matchup in my in my lineup, but yes, Norman is going to be locked up on Dez, and so I think Beasley. But hey, Dez is kind of one of those hot hits too, kind of like Odell. Yeah, so true. let's see if Norman can get under his skin. So. Let's go under three that I don't like. First of all, um, Brandon Marshall. He's been the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever did suck lately. And so, and quite honestly, I'm going to bench him this week. Wow. He's playing against New England, and, and he'll be lined up with Malcolm Butler. 
Fitzpatrick is coming back in. I don't expect uh, a good performance from the Jets passing game. And Brandon Marshall could be uh, in line for another, you know, bad week outside the top 40. Uh, Marvin Jones, hopefully he's out of your lineup, but some people like myself have been forced to play him in, in a league. He gets lined up against Xavier Rhodes in Minnesota, so he's really dropped in targets recently. He gets the toughest matchup. They might just put him, you know, out there and say, draw Xavier Rhodes and, and let's see Tate and Ebron get some carries. So if, if you have any other options, don't play Marvin Jones. Finally, a guy that maybe we'll talk about, you know, another week, but Tyreek Hill. He, the slot recorder, most teams, their defense doesn't have their greatest cornerbacks in the, covering the slot. Chris Harris, he, he might not be quite there with Aqib Tlaib, but he is a damn good corner, and he's going to be playing Tyree Kill a lot this week. So um, I, I'm not liking Tyree Kill when it comes to that matchup against Denver this week. So if you're thinking about playing him, you might want to sit him this week. Funny, I just published my start and sit article, which I know I didn't, pub, uh, I didn't publicize, but I did uh, I did publish it, and I have Tyree Kill as the guy to uh, sit. So, you know, great minds think alike sometimes. Well, just something to keep in mind because when Jeremy Macklin has played uh, in the, the sevens, Tyreek Hill has had a total of 23 targets in seven games. With Macklin out, he's had 23 targets in the three games that he's been out. So if Macklin plays this week or in future weeks, you're expected to see his target share drop, and he's got a rough matchup this week. So stay away if you can. Perfect. Well, I know you really probably don't want to go back to your family and all of the uh, visiting, but I think I'm going to send you back. It is 11 o'clock here on the East Coast. I think we've given you all that you need to know to get ready for uh, Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving games as well as the rest of Week 12. So, uh, Steve, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving tomorrow. Best to you and your family. Eat it up. Stay away from the company as much as you can. You know, maybe just get really drunk. Just drink a lot of Jack Daniels early, and then you know what? You I know? don't know if you're still talking. I apologize. I've lost you again. Oh, so damn it. Um, anyway, I guess we're just gonna have to wrap it up and call this uh, uh, <laughs> a rough and bumpy night. So yeah. I apologize. A rough and bumpy night indeed. So we're gonna sign off. All of you out there, thank you for listening. Uh, as we head to Thanksgiving, that's one thing that we're all very thankful for. We're thankful for your support. We're thankful for your time that you give to us each and every week, uh, the hour or so that you give us, as well as hopefully reading some of the articles at FightingChanceFantasy.com. Following us on Twitter, Steve's at FantasyGeek37. I'm at FightingChance. But again, we, we seriously appreciate all of you taking time to listen to our ridiculous banter and driveling every week. Uh, we have a good time doing it. I hope you have a good time listening. Good luck, everyone, in your matchups for Week 12. Hope you all come out winners, unless you're playing me, uh, especially if you're playing Steve. I hope you come out a winner. And we will talk to you next Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time for the audio challenge, Steve Rappin. This is Ryan Howland. Good night, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.